episode 59 of the Golf Rest Scorecast. I'm your host, Sarah B. Demented. With me again is my co-host, Phil. Hello. Um, we're going to talk to you today about um, not one film, but two films. Two films. Two for. Two films for the price of one. And both All are, of them free. are free. <laughs> yes. The price is right. You can't argue with that. Um, so today we're going to be talking, well, basically, after last week, we had a bit of a chat and we both decided that we quite like to talk about the whole because we both ended up watching it quite recently. Um, just to clarify, not the really shit version from mm, 2000, no. 2001, whenever it was, with Keira Knightley and Thora Birch. some other people, <laughs> but the, the awesome 2009 Joe Dante film. Um, and to tie in with that, we're also going to talk a little bit about The Gate from 1987, because um, some of you might already know that we did a Gorman tree for that, so it's a film that we've both seen a couple times, and I think the the two have a lot in common. Yeah, both so, are kind of yeah. suburban America in which some malevolent force arrives from a hole in the ground. Yeah, basically. Gate? Hole? Either or. Keskala <laughs> Um So I think those two kind of go hand in hand, uh, so we'd be remiss not to talk about them both in the same show, I think. Indeed. Um, but before that... As per usual, we're going to talk to you a little bit about what we've watched lately. Um, so, Phil, kick us off. What have I watched? I watched... Um, don't ask me. <laughs> I don't it was know. a hypothetical question. <laughs> a Tale of Two Sisters. Oh, brilliant. Okay. It's one of my favourite horror movies that, of all time. Um, it's a Korean movie. Uh, can't remember the year exactly, but it's... Um, yeah. Um, <laughs> it's, it's a film based, it's from a film. time. <laughs> <laughs> All based on uh, a Korean folktale, I believe. Um, but it's all about these two sisters, or evidently. <laughs> it's, it's a tale really? of two sisters who, uh, <laughs> who they, they arrive back at the house um, after a stint in a mental hospital and uh, kind of end up finding something's amiss with their house. And then they try and work out what it is, and it's remade into a rather Ugh. average... Below film average. Called, yeah, The um, Uninvited. Yeah. Which wasn't good. No. But no, I, I just adore it. I think it's um, everything a horror should be. It's kind of scary, but at the same time, morbidly beautiful. It's very... It's a very cerebral horror film, mm. I think. Um, I think I'm saying this... Within this genre, it's probably a bad thing, but we're so used to watching films where you can just switch your brain off and yeah. watch people die yeah. in interesting ways. Um, whereas that is... So much more. <laughs> yes, very much so, very much so. And it yeah. deserves all the attention in the world. Um, I think it deserves way more attention than it gets. Yeah, yeah. I, I think uh, I just, I, I mean, I, I can't it fault it. I mean, I I think I've written a review for it. I mean, I don't think I gave it 10 out of 10, but still. That's not a perfect <laughs> film. <laughs> Must have been a, a pretty highly rated film. Um, yeah, I just think the, the, the acting's phenomenal. I think the, the casting's phenomenal. I mean, mm. just the, the kind of... Um, well, the appearance we, of the actresses themselves. We just... talked a little bit about this recently, haven't we? Because we watched um, the Korean version of Hansel and Gretel. Gretel. Mm -hmm. And obviously the question arises, if you don't speak the language that the film is in, can you really judge the acting? Because, mm. you know, the translation, the subtitles can hide a great deal, I of think. Of course, yeah. Um, but I'm using that as an example because we both talked about it for a little while afterwards, didn't mm -hmm. we? And just the child actors in that were ridiculous. Yeah. Like, just 
oh my god, better than most adult actors. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just so, broke your heart, didn't it? I think <laughs> I think you could mention those two films in the same breath, quite easily. Mm. I mean, obviously, not just because they're both. Korean. Korean. <laughs> <laughs> um, sisters, the, the two actresses are uh, older, to be fair, but yeah, I don't know. I'd put them mid- not by much. I'd put them mid-teens. Would you? Yeah, mid to late teens. Okay. Um, but yeah, I think the music's wonderful. Cinematography's mm. wonderful. Everything is wonderful. Watch yeah, it. <laughs> definitely, definite recommend from both of us. Sadly. I, if I remember rightly, I ended up watching The Uninvited first. Because I didn't realise it was a remake. Mm-hmm. I had no it's, idea when I watched to be it. fair, understandable. Yeah. Um, they didn't really sell it very heavily on the remake angle, so I, I just watched this film and had a conversation with somebody afterwards about A Tale of Two Sisters, which I've been meaning to watch for the longest time. Yeah. Um, and they were like, oh, that's a remake. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I know the twist. Oh. <laughs> um... But I have to say, didn't really, even though I knew what was going to happen, didn't really hamper my enjoyment of it that much. Still a really, really great film. Yeah. I need to watch it again, actually. Watched it for the fourth, fifth time, sixth, who let's knows. Let's tell you what, let's stop talking about that and then maybe cover it at some point. Yeah. Because that's deserving of its own show. Definitely. Definitely. Okay. What have you watched? What have I watched? I'm doing the same thing. <laughs> you don't know. Um... <laughs> I watched, I rewatched Father's Day, the trauma film. Well, I say the trauma film, the trauma acquisition of the okay. Astron 6 mm-hmm. film. Um, still haven't seen Manborg, but rewatching, <laughs> it's just the best name, rewatching Father's Day has um, made me want to track down Manborg way more than I did before. Um, I'd forgotten how fun it is. Like, that sounds that's a ridiculous statement. <laughs> it's a film about dads getting raped. Wow. Um, but surprisingly, it's quite fun. <laughs> that's okay. a weird statement. No that's comment. probably um, not something you I'm ever gonna hear me go. say again. I'm giving up Bye. on this. <laughs> so, Phil's gone. <laughs> it's just you and me, listener. Um, <laughs> yeah. Have you I take I have not, no. Okay. It's a difficult one to recommend to people. Well, yeah. <laughs> if you're into... Got that much. I mean, obviously the trauma connection exists. Lloyd Kaufman is in it, mm-hmm. even. Okay. Um, but I think the the best way to sell it to anybody is if you are open to trauma films, very, very low budget, um, with a bit of a grindhouse feel, then definitely watch it. I think they, they really nailed basically what Hobo with a Shotgun was trying to do. Okay. A bit better than it did. Mm-hmm. Um I, I really enjoyed Hobo with a Shotgun, but I think it missed the mark a little bit in terms of fun. Okay. It was really enjoyable. Rutger Howe was awesome, blah, mm-hmm. blah, blah. But Father's Day was just a bit more cheeky, if that's possible. Oh, wow. <laughs> they they really nailed it. Um, so, yeah, strong recommend from me, but definitely not to everybody's yeah, taste. Yeah, I think I've got that much. Or maybe to most people's taste, in fact. <laughs> Who knows? Watch it and tell us. <laughs> Go on. Ah, <laughs> uh, me, what else? Um, no, the uh, other guy. It's yeah. you. <laughs> uh, Neroy, uh, if that's how you pronounce it. I've it's... got no idea. You mentioned this earlier. Yeah, like, so it was kind of a... I've, heard of. I've always been kind of fan of J-horror, and I kind of, again... We, we had this discussion last week when I mentioned um, Grave Encounters 2, yes. old fan footage thing. The idea behind it is it's kind of a uh, documentary filmmaker trying to expose, not necessarily expose, but investigate sort of 
paranormal activities without meaning to name drop, but um, stumbles across these kind of weird events that are going on that are kind of connected, and he just sort of tries to investigate deeper into it. Okay. Um, I think it was a nice idea. I just didn't necessarily think it was executed properly. Um, I mean, it's very very atmospheric. Um, you know, you kind of get a very kind of uh, eerie sense throughout the movie of these kind of odd intercuts of kind of um, sort of fake Japanese TV shows and such. Yeah. Uh, but I just felt the kind of payoff wasn't deserving of such a slow build. I haven't even heard of this one. How do you spell it? I'm going to look it um, up now. N-O-R-O-I. N-O-R. Noi. Oh, it's, there's no other way you can pronounce it. Like. <laughs> oh, welcome. No, 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 yeah, that's the 7.1 one. 7.1 on IMDb. Yeah, see, that's what kind of got me into it. Like, because yeah. a lot of people had, had said pretty good things. Um, but like I said, I don't yeah, but there's a lot of people who've said pretty good things, and there's a lot of people on IMDb. That's very true. It's a different kettle of fish <laughs> entirely. Um, so yeah, um, I think it was good. And it was very atmospheric and, and, and well acted and such, but uh, like I said, for just a slow, for just quite a, a slow atmospheric piece, it didn't seem to kind of have that big ending that it deserved. And that's where I felt it fell down a bit. Ooh, poo. Well. <laughs> I mean, worth a watch. I mean, you know, don't take my word as gospel. We won't. It's always. It's all right, <laughs> no one ever does. We won't. <laughs> <laughs> what else I've watched that's worth mentioning? Um, <laughs> yesterday, uh-huh. on the back of a conversation I had with my housemate last week, I decided to rewatch Flowers in the Attic for the first time in a okay. really long time. Are you familiar with this? I am not. No. Right, okay. For the uninitiated, <laughs> Flowers in the Attic started off life as a Virginia Andrews novel mm-hmm. who was kind of, hmm, <laughs> queen of... American gothic f- family drama, well, melodrama. It's really trashy. <laughs> I found it really difficult to pigeonhole, to be honest, because it's got that kind of really cheesy Mills and Boone feel, but also really goddamn dark in places. Okay. Incest, murder. Oh, wow. The lot. Killed pets, all kinds of <laughs> nonsense. Um, and then the film came out. Of Flowers in the Attic mm-hmm. in 1987. And it was supposed to be directed by Wes Craven, but that fell through. Okay. It was supposed to have a higher rating, but they edited it down for, I think, a PG-13. That's never a good thing. Um, so they've done away with any of the gore, any of the incest. They've changed the ending completely. Um, it's still enjoyable in a really trashy 80s way. But I think if you've read the novel, wah, wah, no. Mm-hmm. No, avoid. Um, I think, to be honest, I, I'm not an advocate of remakes, but again, I, I, at the same time, I don't have remake blindness. No. I'm open to them if they're done well. Um, Definitely. But I think the problem with remakes is that they're so often, um, more often than not, people tend to take a film that was great and remake it, mm. which makes no sense to me. What people should be doing is taking films that had promise but weren't yeah. great and remaking those. And, and Flowers in the Attic is so right for a remake. Okay. I would love to see that done properly. Like a more faithful adaptation of the source material. Yeah. I think that would be 
I'm not sure it'll ever happen, but I think it would be great if it did. So yeah, okay. um, not a recommend from me, but it was nostalgic. Okay, well that's something <laughs> I suppose. Yeah. <laughs> um, something I also watched. I'm going to make this the last one I talk about. Okay. Um, it's a screener that I've had for donkeys, mm-hmm. to be honest. Um, I finally got around to watching it. And it's a documentary called Cropsy. Okay. Um, my very limited knowledge of that was Cropsy was the killer in the burning. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, nothing to do with that. Um, apparently it's to do with a pretty famous urban legend okay. that's fairly localised to New York. Okay. Um, Understandable if you haven't heard of it then. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Being from Manchester. <laughs> And not America. Um, but the, these two filmmakers basically remembered this story, this kind of campfire tale from their youth and wanted to look into it a little bit more. And they basically tie it into a disappearance. It Well, I'll, I'll explain the urban legend. That would make far more sense. It right? probably would. <laughs> <laughs> Cropsy was rumoured to be this vagrant, this kind of really strange guy who mm-hmm. abducted children and the children were never seen again. And it was largely acknowledged that this was just a rumour, mm-hmm. an urban legend, a total myth. And then children started going missing. Okay. Uh, on Staten Island, I think it was. Uh, five of them. Um, and they... Somebody was prosecuted for it. It was kind of tied to this homeless man who had been kicked out of an asylum. Because mm-hmm. obviously asylums throughout America were shut down in the 80s and these yep. people had nowhere else to go mm-hmm. which is terrifying when you think about it yeah yeah. and he was a result of that um, and it was pinned on him but the documentary kind of shed some doubt on that okay adds in a little bit of um, accusations of Satanism Satan okay. worship into the mix uh, it's really really strange documentary but one of the best documentaries I've seen in a okay. long time to be honest wasn't expecting it um they they have I wouldn't say they're completely objective yeah they do have a slight editorial slant but they do go into real detail um and yeah strong strong recommend especially if you're into documentaries I really am okay love a good documentary so yeah strong recommend from me there you go um well, I guess on the documentary theme I suppose I watched um you suppose I suppose did. I did <laughs> I did watch um, the story about Kurt Cobain and the whole... Oh, the... Is this the... Whether he's a um, suicide or... The Nick Broomfield documentary. Yeah. It's been a long time since I've seen that. Yeah, well, I was kind of... wasn't hugely paying attention, if I'm honest. He kind of goes on this excursion around kind of America trying to pinpoint about whether it was suicide or whether Courtney's influence sort of pushed him in the way or yeah who knows and it's I suppose it's interesting you know if you're kind of um obviously a Nirvana fan but it's it's quite nice even if you're not it's quite even if you're not everybody's aware of yeah and and, and and it's quite interesting um seeing what Kurt Cobain was like sort of outside of Nirvana yeah and his he's kind of growing up Mm. um you know, and he seems like he seems kind of he seems like he was kind of almost a just quite a nice guy who just lost his way in a, in a way. That's kind of the portrayal. Um, but it's quite interesting because all of a sudden um, Nick starts getting kind of threats and kind of um, you know gets kind of 
try to put off the scent yeah. by I mean, it, Courtney's lawyers and the whole thing does heavily lean towards that she did it yeah it? which is yeah yeah <laughs> I, I feel I shouldn't quite risque yeah I shouldn't really uh, provide any uh, any opinion we on that one we at the Gore Press Scorecast <laughs> neither confirm nor deny no <laughs> yeah. opinion <laughs> yeah with that disclaimer out the way I'm going to move on I think yeah <laughs> But no, that was pretty interesting. Okay. I might have to re-watch that, actually. It's been a long time since I've, I've seen it. Um, I haven't really followed much of Nick Broomfield's stuff. I, I know he did at least one, maybe two, if I'm not mistaken, documentaries on Aileen Mornos. Okay. I've definitely seen one of them, and that was a bit of an eye-opener. Um, I think he's a, he's a good documentary maker, but I think he sometimes lets his opinions colour the films yeah well there was, there was some, some odd moments in in Kurt and Courtney where where like all of a sudden he, he kind of goes to his car and finds a letter tucked underneath the, yeah. the windscreen wiper and it's like is that something that happens or is that <laughs> that just seems staged it kind of did and I'm not sure whether that's kind of his him wanting to kind of you know I mean I'm not kind of trying to cast a shadow over his, his skills as a as a documentary <laughs> maker <Sons. laughs> but it just it's a bit bizarre I suppose yeah. Hey. too convenient yeah maybe. well I mean it might have happened who knows but it yeah. just a whole letter under a, under a, a windshield I mean, wiper <laughs> I guess if well I don't know I guess if you, you're making a documentary you would have reams and reams and reams of footage to go through at the end of it and if he's filming everything then I guess it's possible if that happened he would catch it yeah true so there's that theory yeah I don't know. I'm just playing <laughs> devil's advocate it probably was a setup. who knows <laughs> um, but yeah I think that's that's me done for mm-hmm. what we've been watching you two yeah i think so awesome right uh, i think we're going to take a quick break have a drink leave you with a couple messages from our friends um and then what we're going to do we're we going to play both trailers oh good call um well you did mention that the pr- primary focus was on the whole so maybe we focus Ooh, on uh, you might have to wait and see <laughs> <laughs> Okay, we'll we'll be back with at least one trailer <laughs> in a bit. There is a passageway to the most evil place you can imagine. A gate behind which the demons wait to take back what was once theirs. And now someone has opened the gate. This weird tearing sound. There is the decomposed corpse of her dead father. Oh no. He's tearing out here by the hands. I'm calling the police. You got demons. It's not too late. 
I thought you said this wasn't going to be that different from the last place. It won't be once we get our stuff moved in. Just a really deep hole that creepy Carl dug up. between different universes. We took the locks off. You shouldn't have done it. You shouldn't have opened it. Someone's in the house. You look in the hole, it brings your fears to life. Lucas! No! We all saw that, right? You're talking about the little girl that just crawled into the bottomless pit under your house? Yeah. I think we all saw that. Daddy! How do the two of you feel about having the house to yourselves? Bad. And we're back to talk a little bit about 2009's The Hole. So, Phil, looking squarely at you, give us a synopsis. Synopsis. Well, um... These uh, this family moves to a small sort of suburban town. Um, couldn't tell could you. Could be a city. Could, could be a hamlet. We're not sure. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> it's part of the mystery of the film. Um, uh, three kid, uh, two kids. Sorry, two kids and a mum. Uh, and as the kids are both uh, investigating the house, uh, they discover a trap door in the basement. Mm-hmm. Uh, a hole, if you will. A hole, if you will. <laughs> hmm, I see what they did there. Uh, <laughs> it's almost like the title's literal. Bizarre. It's genius in its wow. simplicity. I think. I think. I don't think we'll get much better than that in the podcast. We might as well Review just pack it done. in now. Um, so yeah, it's uh, bolted shut for unknown reasons, but they eventually get it open. Yeah, they do. Um, Those pesky kids. And lo and behold. Uh, Bad things start happening, I guess. Bad shit goes down. Yeah. And then so. about all that needs to be said, really, I guess. And then there's a clown. There is a clown. There is a great <laughs> clown. <laughs> so. There we go. Um. Firstly, directed by Joe Dante. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Joe Dante. This is very I much a Joe him. Dante film. Oh, God, yeah. But also a little bit Spielbergian. Yes. A little bit of poltergeist in there. Yeah. And I say poltergeist because fuck you, Toby Hooper, you didn't write that. We all know. Um, yeah, it came out in, well, it was made in 2009. Mm-hmm. It's got a bit of a weird history, this film. Yeah. Um, I was aware of it about three years ago when it came out in the UK in 2010, I seem to remember. Um, I, th- I kind of wrote it off because of the way it was marketed. Mm. It looked like very much a kids film I thought it was a I thought it was a film for children yeah so I wrote it off and I didn't bother um, and then Gore Press very own Dave Scullion <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
um, wrote a review for the film about a year ago now, yeah, I guess. Um, brought it to my attention. Piqued my interest, made me want to watch it. Things got in the way. I didn't watch it until <laughs> about three months ago. Okay. Um, my other half made me watch it because he said I'd really like it. Um, funnily enough, probably on the back of a conversation about the gate, which we'll get okay. to. Okay, there we go. Um, and I loved it. Mm. And I think what's in, what's most interesting is that obviously it came out in 2010, didn't do very well because, as we've mentioned, terribly, terribly mismarketed. Yep. Uh, from the trailer to the poster to the write-ups, just something went wrong. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if they went for a lower rating so they could make more money or what, but it just... It I don't know, it wasn't... It was marketed more as a... F- like a family film. Yeah, a really family-friendly... A horror like, movie. Yeah, absolutely. Um, if we're talking Joe Dante, kind of more small soldiers than Gremlins, yeah, I guess. Um, and then they re-released it last year. I don't know if it got another cinema release, but it certainly got a second DVD release. Mm-hmm. I remember this quite vividly. Um... And they changed the marketing slightly to suit. Yes. So um, I guess they knew they had a good film on their hands and they knew they'd that somebody in the distributors, I guess, acknowledged that they <laughs> done fucked up <laughs> with the marketing and had a second chance. Yeah. Um, and I'm glad it got a second release, but it doesn't seem to have got a great reception. No. Which I is mean, odd. what, it's got what, got what? Five, I think 5.8 on IMDb yeah. and we looked earlier something like 42% from user reviews on Rotten Tomatoes yeah. not that that means a goddamn thing not really um, but obviously that can affect how well a film does because a yeah. lot of people will look at that and view it as gospel mm-hmm. which is sad because the whole is a really good film mm-hmm. spoilers that's not a spoiler <laughs> that's the whole purpose of these things <laughs> we're going to get into some spoilers you can't go though. it's a great film Spoilers. Because it defeats the purpose of reviews. It does. But we are going to spoil the film. Oh, yeah. Well, not spoil well, it. Spoiler. It wouldn't, wouldn't be the Gorefest Gorecast without <laughs> every spoiler ever. We are going to ruin the shit out of this film for you. Soil and green is people. <laughs> Rosebud was a slur, Um <laughs> Back on topic. See? Even without Jamie, we can manage to get sidetracked. We don't need you. I think we reined it in much quicker, though. <laughs> we did, a little bit. Anyway. Back to... The hole. What were we talking about? The gate? <laughs> the the door? Something? Opening of the some fence kind? Post. The fence post. The I garden path. I watched that film. The fence really? post I view as... Sidetracked. <laughs> <laughs> I view the fence post as a quirky... Maybe a full moon production. Charles okay. Band at the helm. <laughs> but there'd have to be some kind of miniature killer in there. <laughs> Probably a garden gnome. <gasps> You're welcome. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Nightmares tonight. Thank you. <laughs> so back to the hole. Yeah. Anyway. Um, we've got... Right. Okay. Let's, let's talk about the reason that we wanted to pair this with a bit of a discussion about the gate. The gate, to my mind, is part of a group of films like uh, Monster Squad... Even the Goonies, I would put in this category. They're films about children that are not necessarily for children. Mm-hmm. 
Um, they definitely explore some pretty adult themes. I think the gay is still... I don't even know if it's got a release in this country, but I would hazard a guess that it's at least a film. Because, man, some of that is scary. Pretty weird I, stuff. I, I love that film for the kind of the stop motion yeah. creatures. They're incredible. Um, also really cute. Kind of, yeah. <laughs> kind of want one. <laughs> um. <laughs> Actually, that would have made a good Joe Dante film. It's a little bit Joe Dante, isn't mm-hmm. it? Like, it's, it's not as cutesy oh cutesy's the wrong word i can't believe i just called joe dante cutesy <laughs> that's not what i meant piranha cutesy we're sorry joe dante <laughs> i didn't mean that the howling is totally <laughs> totes cutesy it's adorable um wrong word i can't think of the word i mean but the gate has a more sinister edge than a lot of his okay. films his films are quite fun not that the gate isn't fun but it's darker i yeah. think okay um, but it, it belongs in this catalogue of films that are very, very, very 80s. Mm-hmm. Um, the like of which we haven't really seen until The Hole and Super 8. Yes. And The Hole and Super 8 both have this tremendously 80s feel to my mind. Yeah. Um, you, ju- you just don't get films, particularly horror films, that are about... With, with children as prota- protagonists that are aimed at an adult audience mm. because... Um, I was talking to my friend Louise not so long ago and she's um, had a few books published and she uh, writes for, I think, God, I think it's like the 8 to 12 bracket Okay, is her normal audience and she was told very early on to write protagonists that are the same age as the people you're aiming for or slightly older. So it stands to reason that horror films with children at the heart of it would not perhaps do so well would not appeal to that many people um but i think filmmakers are missing a bit of a trick because people like us who were who got to see these films first time around in the 80s there's a huge nostalgia factor attached and i think that is one of the reasons i love the whole i don't know about you would you say the same Ah, uh, see, this is the thing. Like, I was only... Um, I mean, you, you, I guess you... I was you, kind of born on the later... You're a young and... Yeah, I was born in 88, so I didn't really go through that kind of period of, of kind of... But the films. Goonies, right? Everybody yeah. saw the Goonies as a kid. Yeah, Goonies is amazing. Yeah. Um, films of that ilk. Mm. What would it have been for you, then? What, sorry, If it was, what? like, The Gate and Monster, Monster Squad for me as a kid, Ooh. what was your equivalent... See, this is the thing. I didn't really get into horror as much until, like, my early mid-teens. And that was just staying up late and watching any film that was on TV at the time. So that's why I... <gasps> you bugger. I know. I'm um, tell your mum and dad. But that's why I love um, House on Haunted Hill. Yeah. I mean, I know what Someone that's... has to. That's it's fine. It's not that bad. <laughs> I mean, what, I think that was released in 99, I think? Yeah. Uh, maybe? Ooh. That would make sense. I know I went to see it at the cinema. Yeah. See, I would have been, you know, 11 I, at the time. Yeah, shut your mouth. <laughs> but again, it's, it's a nostalgia value. Like, I could look at it now and, 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 and it's a missed opportunity and I think it could have been so much better. Yeah, but I can't it was help great until really the end. Enjoy it. Well, I don't think it was even great. I think it was kind of... Uh, it, it was, was very, fluff, but it was very, very much a throwback fluff. to like that kind of era of movies because obviously it's a remake of a uh, William is it William, William Castle, Castle yeah. yeah. Um, you know, it's it's very kind of uh, tongue in cheek in a way. 
Um, and I think that they, 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 they nailed that well until yeah. the kind of CG ghost at the end, the Ugh. giant Rorschach ink block test that kills them all. Um, the less said about that, the better. <laughs> but yeah, I guess that's my kind of era of... Not, not even era, because it's not necessarily an era, but it's just, it, I guess, any film that has a nostalgia value is a film that was on late at night on TV for me. So, yeah. I'm glad that's not the case for me, otherwise I'd have a real fondness for <laughs> Channel 5 movies starring Shannon Tweed and the Red Shoe Diaries and stuff. <laughs> Less said about that, the better. Um, so back to the whole. Yeah. Um, it has this almost quite unique 80s nostalgic feel. Whether you were around to experience <laughs> it first time or not, would you agree with that? Yes. Yeah, yeah well, like you say, I mean... Regardless of whether I grew up with it, I'm still aware of the kind of 80s as being kind of it's, this era of kids, kind of kid protagonists. And yeah. Quite adult movie. yeah, I mean, pol- you've seen the film Poltergeist since, is the same. Yeah. So, yeah, and Poltergeist. Um, it, it's difficult to pigeonhole it. Mm-hmm. Pigeonhole it? To see what I did I'm here all week. <laughs> uh, it's, it's difficult to talk about it without talking about the films that it goes hand in hand with mm-hmm. um, that we've talked about. Uh, the Gate specifically, I think. On a, on a little bit of a side note, <laughs> while it's fresh in my memory. So the whole. Yes. These these brothers mm-hmm. and their next door neighbour, the hot girl, mm-hmm. um, undo this gate. It's all so confusing. <laughs> so confusing. Yeah. They find a hole gone. underneath a gate. <laughs> and yet, in the gate, there isn't There's a actually hole in the a floor. gate. Oh, no. Oh, but it's a gateway to hell. Ugh. Tenuous. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> this opening in the ground. Yeah. Um, and it comes to light that whatever their deepest, darkest fears are is what will manifest, manifest from the hole. Yeah. Uh, so in the case of the next door, the, the girl next door, mm-hmm. it is, and we're going to get seriously spoilery now, so if you haven't seen the film, maybe don't listen to this until you have, but do go watch it. Mm-hmm. Um, so the girl next door, it is her friend that died when they were very, very young, yep. um, manifests itself in a kind of... Uh, Ghosty. What's a name from the ring? This is your Samara. ring. It? Samara with a really bad wig on, <laughs> um, but creepy as fuck. Very much so. Um, in the case of the youngest boy, it's clowns. Uh, oh boy, is it? And in the case of the oldest brother, it's dad. yeah, it's the absent, nasty, in prison dad. Um, if this was in your house. Mm-hmm. I hope it's not. I haven't seen. I wouldn't wish that on you. I haven't got a basement. If this was in your house, what would come out of your hole? <laughs> uh, oh wow! That is, could, you, could you have not phrased that in such a way? I could have done, but I chose yeah, not it's, to. Um, <laughs> I don't even know. I, this question's been sprung on me. Um, no prep time on the Gorecast. What do you no, think this is? Not professional <laughs> in any sense of the word. Oh, God no. Um. I don't even you must know. You know what your fears are. Yeah, but whether... Like some kind of giant spider shalob kind sure. of thing. Sure, yeah. Or... A giant spider would, would be, be terrifying. <laughs> Bit of a, a lame A giant answer. anything would kind of be terrifying. <laughs> what about a giant marshmallow? 
If it was big enough that it could like smother you, then yeah, it's still pretty scary. Like a giant pug would be terrifying, <laughs> cute, but scary as shit. So giant things, <laughs> big spiders. Um, do you know what I was scared of for what? a very long okay, time? Okay, go for it. After I stood on one as I a tell child, you what, I've changed mine. Okay, but carry on. After I stood on one as a child, a Lego brick. Stickle bricks. Okay. <laughs> yeah. A giant stickle brick or just a normal size stickle brick? <laughs> I would say either a giant stickle brick or shitloads of stickle like bricks. You're walking around and there's just always one, so one step yeah, ahead of you. You can walk anywhere without treading on stickle bricks constantly. Okay. Those fuckers are worse than upturned plugs. Don't you mock me. It's a valid fear. And also... Um, after watching Watership Down as a child, okay. rabbits, giant or otherwise. Yeah, that was a especially albino red eyed rabbits. See, I was going to go on a similar line. Judge Doom from Who Framed Roger Rabbit. <laughs> yeah, oh, my wow. god, he was terrifying. I, I mean, I love Christopher yeah. Lloyd, but wow, that that just was horrifying as a kid. Yeah. So no, yeah, that agreed. might be mine. Agreed. Actually, thinking about it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> But in the case of the film, it's abusive dad, clown, uh, dead childhood friend. Yes. Of course. Um, because who hasn't got it? Who hasn't got one of those secrets, yeah. Mary? <laughs> uh, they're, they're mostly executed pretty well. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm saying um a lot. I'm very conscious of that. I'm going to start <laughs> saying that. But I think we're both going to focus on... Yes. And you know what I'm going to oh, say. Oh, yeah. That goddamn clown. Fucking hell. <laughs> This is most of the conversation about this film centers around that goddamn clown, mm-hmm. and I don't know how they did it. I don't know if it was on wires, if some of it was animated, if some of it was stop motion. Even when you see it, completely in all its demonic, disgusting <laughs> glory, it's this tiny, tiny puppet clown. Yeah, it's like what two feet, two feet high. You could kick it. You could. Yeah, yeah. It, it presents no palpable threat but my god in that film when it starts moving around and cackling and talking it's horrible truly is I I do not have a clown phobia or cholrophobia Cholrophobia. if we're going to give it its true name I'm not scared of clowns I'm scared of that (laughs) it is horrifying and the clown I mean the the puppetry or however they did it is just phenomenal that is scarier than the the shit I can't remember what it's called Jigsaw's little cycling thing oh yeah that is scarier than that by a country mile. Yeah, I would agree with that. And this is what a twelve A. I think in so. In this country, I think. And that's this is where they went wrong yeah. on the marketing side <laughs> of things. This is where things went so tits up. That film is actually, it's got a sense of fun. Mm-hmm. It's not a scary film. It has its dark moments, but that clown. But <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna uh, haunt my dreams forevermore. Truly horrifying. <laughs> and I think. Even if you don't enjoy the film, you have to acknowledge that that is a win. Yeah. In what is essentially a kiddie horror. Yeah. That is pretty damn haunting. Yeah, I, I guess, I mean, the obvious the obvious comparison would be Poltergeist. Because mm. obviously there's a you know nightmarish clown, yeah, but I think yeah. I preferred the whole to Poltergeist. I know that's kind oh, of... Oh, the whole film? Um, the whole, the whole, the whole of the whole. <laughs> oh, it's gonna be a long night. Um, yeah, I think so. I always like Poltergeist was great, but it just because 
it was it it, it it didn't like because there was Toby Hoopla's influence and I always Steven thought you were Spiel. a pretty big fan of Poltergeist. Oh, I am, but okay. I just preferred. I think wow. it just it just it didn't. <laughs> it's just it kind of um, like it's good, but it just it's it's almost a, a film of two halves in a way, and it just there's a bit of it that well, doesn't sit right. There's some weird edits in it. And yeah, if the rumors are true, there were two people at the helm essentially. Yeah. So yeah, that's um, understandable. But uh, but no, I I think it's just the actual in terms of threat and kind of tension. I think <laughs> the I'm, whole does that a lot better than Poltergeist. Wet your knickers, antagonist. Yeah, Good lord, that thing was just. <laughs> Yeah, that's I'm I'm done talking about this <laughs> film. That clown scares yeah. me. Okay, so you think that's better than Poltergeist? That is a lot of horror fans are going to consider that heresy. You I know. Realize that right? I know. <laughs> Yikes! You might have lost us like three of our listeners now. Three? Like, oh half no! Of half them. of our listeners. Fifty percent of no. our listeners what just have I done? Out. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's too late. They've gone. They can't hear you. But if you are still there, um, let's talk a bit about the game. Yes. Because we rewatched them both in the past 24 hours, haven't we? Mm-hmm. The gate we first covered in A Gorman Tree, and we I think did. it was the first time you'd seen it. Yes, that was, The first was, yeah. viewing, um, whereby we talked over it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Which is arguably... Not the best way to watch a movie. Not the best way to watch any film. <laughs> Certainly, um, it was fun for me. I'd say. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, how how did you find it on your first proper viewing? Um, well, you can I judge mean, it in terms yeah. of eighties. I mean, you can I, judge this it in is terms of this now. is the thing. I mean, I always find that short of things like the thing, where mm-hmm. the kind of creature effects are just phenomenal, and no one's going to argue about that. Yeah, eighties movies in terms of prosthetics are going to look very kind of cheap by today's standards mm, um yes and no yeah yeah and that, yeah, there are exceptions sort just of because of... we're used to seeing more sophisticated stuff yeah. i guess like um, I, I can appreciate the again and this is this is i'm not trying to try to discredit kind of insult the gate but um but like this you know you can see it's stop motion and this is and it's stuff like that that kind of takes you out of the movie in a way Kind of there's some there's some quite odd um, camera work in there. Not odd. I mean, it, it makes sense. But there's a shot where you get a shot of the the kind of gremlin creatures kind of up by the banisters on the second floor, and then there's a quick zoom in, yeah. and then you, you can kind of see the cut where they yeah. cut it with a shot of people behind overgrown <laughs> banisters. And they it, weren't real. I'm sorry. Oh my god. Sorry. Fuck. I'm just I'm just a mess today. I'm ruining everyone's. <laughs> Oh, but um, yeah, it's it's stuff like that. It, it's kind of I can appreciate the um, you know the kind of um, filmmaking aspect of it, mm. but it does tend to draw you away from the actual film itself. Yeah, if you can kind of see something that's obviously to. like you look at since we're comparing the two, the clown in 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 the hole, like that is I it's we couldn't tell we couldn't tell how it was done. Yeah, like it, it I, could I couldn't be so confidently could be... say how they achieved that. Yeah, effect, and, sure. that, and I think that's the sign of a good kind of... But, um, by that ooh. same token, it didn't look real. There were moments where... I, I didn't. I don't necessarily know how they have achieved it, Yeah. but I didn't think that that was a real thing. Yeah, okay. I think it's, it's one thing to say, well, that's not as good because they had more limited resources back in the 80s. Yeah. 
it's bound to not be as good. But I can look at both of those and go, well, that's fake. Yeah. I know that's the thing. I'm not. So, I'm not saying it. I'm not saying it's bad. I'm just saying the. It's different. Yeah, and it, it the yeah. one tends to uh, take you out of the movie more than the other, and that's. No, I disagree. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Fuck you. Fine. <laughs> <laughs> I disagree. I think um, the clown was scarier because it was a clown. Yeah. That's okay. Creepy as shit. Um, but I think the little creatures. Yes, it was a little bit jarring because you could tell there were people that were shrunk down using God knows what effects and some of yeah. it was stop motion and some of it was fuck knows what. Yes, it pulled you out of proceedings a little bit, but at the same time, they were so brilliantly realised, I thought. Yeah. They were really And that's, um, that's what I'm not kind of, I'm not disputing that. It's, yeah. it's, it's in the execution I find in it. Kind I of. think they're in the same league. Like if the gate had been made now with the effects yeah and that's what i'm budget saying of the and, that, and that's and that's why i prefer the whole to the gate because okay outside of nostalgia value which it doesn't really have for me considering mm. it's a new view um kind of the the kind of uh limit of the kind of effects they had mm. in the 80s comparisons now is evident and had i think you could watch the gate with a bit of almost borrowed nostalgia yeah yeah, well, yeah, like I said, uh, he's kind of a did, he did evoke kind of the Goonies and, and all that sort yeah. of such. It is very much of its time, isn't it? Um, oh, absolutely. But, uh, yeah, I mean... Teeny, that, tiny, steamy dwarf. <laughs> but that's kind of, I guess, my my opinion on the whole, I think, uh, on, the, on, the whole, on the whole thing, whatever, um, is just the fact that um, had, yeah, had it been made in, by today's standard, it stood up a lot better than it does now without that kind of... The glasses of nostalgia. Oh, that's Sorry. a tough one. That's a tough conversation to get into because can you? Oh, I don't know. That's a that's a <laughs> that's a whole different ball game. Hey, the whole, the whole, it's a whole, <laughs> a whole different, different ball. That was intentional. <sighs> I did that on purpose. <laughs> honest. Um, I think that's different. I just, mm. <laughs> they're just noises. That's yeah, there wasn't really now. eloquence in any sense of the word. <laughs> well, you know me. I I think you can't really judge it by the same set of scores yeah. as you would. Because there were there, there were differences that separate them in terms of yeah the kind of capacity for making good special effects or making kind of quality kind of yeah I not think good as such. But I don't know what the budget of the gate was, but it looks cheap. Yeah. Even by 80s standards, it looks yeah. like it was a cheap film. So I think if you consider that, some of the effects that they achieved are almost even more impressive. So Yeah, no, yep, yeah, I agree with that. Do you know what? What? We've been talking for ages. Are we going to wind down? Is there anything else you want to talk about? I was thinking about that. We're, we're kind of hitting the, the, the 43 minute mark. Um, are we 44 minutes? going to score them both out of 10? Or are we just going to say which one we preferred and give that a mark out of 10. Yeah. <laughs> see, again, it's just it's just so hard. Films that have nostal- nostalgic value to people are kind of naturally going to be more appealing to that person. And obviously, well, yeah, these things course. are subjective, but it's, it's kind of... Memories of something can hide a multitude of sins, yeah. I think. Let's try and mark both. Oh, you want to... Okay. Yeah. Out of 10 for both. I think so. You first. All right. I, I know. Which, I knew you'd do that. It's obvious which way it's well, going around. <laughs> okay. I well, obviously, I prefer the whole. No point <laughs> pretending any different. Um, yeah. Uh, 
I think it's just a couple of obviously I think I think the characters don't react as well as they could in in some respects. I was watching in it the whole. And, yeah, I was watching it and kind of thinking, well, you don't look as scared as you should but be, even though the kid is on phenomenal. That, no, Nathan Gamble. Also, first time I watched this, how the fuck is he not re- related to Mason Gamble? <laughs> when Same I was surname. when I was uh, oh, how old was I? 10, I think I was. It was in year 6 in primary school. <laughs> For my school paper. Yep. Yeah, we had one when I was 10. Nice. Posh school. Um, you wouldn't think <laughs> it. We were given an assignment and I chose to go to the cinema, review a film. Okay. Gosh darn Wait. it, who'd have thunk? I Look at us now. Yeah. Right. The heady heights of six <laughs> listeners. <laughs> and I got to... I, I was shown around the projection room. Yeah. And I got to interview the manager of the cinema. Okay. And the film that we went to see was Dennis. Mm-hmm. Um, I think in America it was Dennis the Menace, but obviously we've got our own Dennis different the Menace, Dennis yeah. the Menace over here. So to avoid confusion, it was just Dennis. And the kid in that, Mason Gamble... Blonde, bowl-caught, doe-eyed, cutesy. When I watched um, The Hole for the first time, I hadn't even looked at IMDb. Didn't even know who the fuck was in it. Yeah. I was just like, oh my God, it's Dennis. Yeah. The whole time. And then when I found out they had the same surname, how could they not be related? There's a conspiracy. Yeah, must be. Somebody's had that kid in <laughs> Foreverwear. <laughs> And that's the same kid, and they've just given him a different name. And somebody, that must be it. That must be it. Somebody tripped up and gave him the same surname. Nathan. Oh fuck! Gamble. Gamble. That'll do. It's the same kid, I swear. But he was tremendous. Pretty. He was phenomenal in it. Yeah, I mean, like again, back to Hansel and Gretel. A kind of. It did make me you think expect, of that. You expect adults to act well. That's their job. That's what yeah. they should do. But You're able kids, to empathise more. You yeah. experience more, so you but, have a. a kind of bigger well of emotion to um, draw from yeah yeah whereas a child not so much less so but but yeah i think he was just, like he was just phenomenal in it mm. and, and again hansel and gretel the kids in that were phenomenal and, and it's such a it's so surprising to see a film in which the kids are such good actors because out act the adults right because you just don't, don't expect it no, that that kid is. I'd be surprised if that kid doesn't go places. Mm. I mean, he's either going to go places or he's going to have a coke addiction by fourteen. One of those. Uh, fingers crossed. I'm hoping the it's the first. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Obviously. Don't want to um, pull my collie Culkin. Nobody wants another Lindsay Lohan. <laughs> Not even Lindsay Lohan. <laughs> um. So score out of ten for the whole. The whole. Uh, seven point five. Seven point five. Yeah. Shit. The gate. Six. Six is still pretty solid for the yes, day. It uh, doesn't do I'm, very that's well. What I'm trying to kind of get across is that yeah. I, comparatively, I prefer the whole. But the gate is still but the good. gate is still a good movie. Yeah. Because neither of them. In it's fact, still the gate a, it's still has, a fun movie. The gate gets higher scores from user reviews and critic really? reviews. Bizarrely, um, actually, no, the whole did quite well with critics, but not with audiences. Okay. If I remember rightly. Fuck knows why. It must have been the marketing. It must have been the marketing. Yeah. Well, if people saw it and then were underwhelmed, then of course they're going to rate it yeah. up. But what about you? Um, well, I'm stingy. <laughs> so? We both know that. Um, so I am going to give the whole six and a half. Okay. And that's, that's your better out. film. <laughs> no. Okay. <laughs> ah, <laughs> I didn't say wow. that. I didn't say that. <laughs> but... <Twist. laughs> 
you know, my eyes are clouded with the haze of nostalgia of an 80s child. I watched this back then, so I'm bound to have fond memories of it. Of course. Um, And that's entirely subjective. Seven. Seven for the gate. Because I think it's it's really well constructed. It's mostly well acted. It's got some really cheesy moments that don't necessarily sit well, but it's got some tremendously creepy bits. Mm-hmm. It's it's much darker than you expect it to be. They're both much darker than you expect them yeah, to be. Oh, I yeah, think, but the yeah. gate more so. It works better as a horror film than the whole does. Mm-hmm. The whole seems a little bit confused in what it wants to be. I, th- I don't think it was just the marketing. I think the film itself seems to struggle to find its feet sometimes and it seems to struggle a little bit to find its intended audience. Yeah. I think sometimes it seems to play up the kiddie angle um, and other times it seems to want to embrace the horror movie. Yeah. Um, and I think it suffers a little bit okay. f- from that. But I would give it a very, very... When I say six and a half, from me, that's like that's a seven good. and a half from anyone good. else. Yeah. Which is what um, I gave it, so hey. <laughs> yeah, so it's it's definite watch this film from yeah. me. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Both of them. Yeah. I mean, I, I would imagine most people have seen The Gate by now, if you're into horror. If you haven't, what the fuck, <laughs> man? Go see it. There's a sequel and everything. Don't watch that, though. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, The Gate, watch it. The whole watch it. Watch it. Very strong recommends from us this mm-hmm. week, and we Very mostly much. agreed. Yeah, mostly. And our scores kind of match up as well. Yeah. The waiting was slightly different, but. Uh, what are we gonna do next time? Next time, on who the knows? Spot. On the uh, spot. What have we got? <laughs> <laughs> Just scanning the DVDs now. Um. Height of professionalism here. Why don't uh, we do? Oh. The Gore Press Gorecast. Company of Wolves. Yeah. I've wanted to cover that for a while. Let's do Company of Wolves. Because okay. we read that... Well, you Fair. linked me to that fairy tale Yeah, I think Empire. Slash Empire did article. a decent kind of yeah. dark fairy tale. Hansel and Gretel was on that. Ted Sisters was on that. Yeah, yeah. Blood so. Candy. She still hasn't seen. You need to see I that. I need to see that, yeah. Um, so, Company of Wolves. I want to say it's Neil Jordan. I'm holding to that. Kind of a weird cautionary tale. About wolves? Not so much. Okay. <laughs> about they're more of um the full moon well no that's for next week <laughs> not for the full moon either show you a full moon anyway wow. on that good night everybody <laughs> <laughs> on that note um thank you for listening mm-hmm. the usual applies if you want to send in any feedback the email is podcast at gorepress.com um, there's a phone number which I can't remember right now but it will be on the um, the podcast page yep. on gorepress.com uh, you can listen to the podcast there you can go and subscribe in iTunes by searching for the new Gorepress Gorecast you can find us on Facebook um, we are facebook.com slash gorecast if I remember rightly mm-hmm. um, and we're on Twitter at gorecastx you can find me at Sarah B Demented um, you are at at Phil Reaver Cool beans. So. I can't believe I just said cool beans. <laughs> cool, cool, On cool, air. Cool, 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 cool beans. That's embarrassing. <laughs> wow, um, wow. So on that note, I think we're done. I think we are. Until next time, the well, company of wolves. We shall leave you with um, air face cover of nine inch nails. Head like a hole. See what we did there. Hey. Stay spooky.